become slowly one with our natural world when we tuned out all that noise. And I have to tell you, a big part of our experience here has been our connection to both the wildlife and the things we can see and the things we can't see, the energy of this place. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I interview thoughtful, inspiring, and creative guests who are changing the way we think about what is possible in our lives. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow Zestful Ager, and I love to hear from my listeners. My new website, ZestfulAging.com, is up and running, and it makes it easy for you to leave comments or suggestions. Our music is courtesy of Judy Banker from her CD, Buffalo Hotel, and it will be available in January of 2020. Judy Banker is also a guest, so you can hear my interview with her on the podcast. Well, I've got my Jack Russell Sparky right by my side, so let's begin. Well, this is the first time I've dedicated a podcast episode, but I wanted to take this opportunity to thank my dear friend, Amy Gross, for suggesting I interview Hilda and Suniva of Hearts in the Ice. She knows that their work is right up my alley, and she knew I would love speaking with them. But when she suggested that I contact these women, I really doubted that they'd agree to be on Zestful Aging because they had just been covered by Vogue and CNN, which is where Amy saw them originally. But here we are. And I also wanted to thank Amy for being such a loyal and incredibly supportive friend for more than 28 years. And a special shout out to her daughters, Emma and Zoe Gross. We are talking today to Hilda Strom and Suniva Sorbe, who are two women scientist explorers, both over 50, and they have been in the high Arctic for nine months alone. They're citizen scientists. They're both over 50. They have no electricity or water. And they are in staying in a, it's not a cabin, it's a trapper's lodge that is 250 square feet. It is a little teeny trapper's lodge and they are 90 miles away from any other neighbors. Um, you're going to have to just pardon the audio. The, they called me from a low-lying satellite from the high Arctic. And as you know, I'm in upstate New York. So the audio is not good. But keep in mind that there's nothing around them. And this is their only way to communicate. I will tell you that this was the most meaningful interview I've had and I would even say it's life-changing to speak with these women. These are the first women scientists to overwinter without men. They're both uh, expeditioners and environmentalists and you are in for a real treat. Thanks so much for calling. Absolutely and uh, we apologize for the delay. We've had really bad um, 
satellite communication today for some reason, but we we are a little late, but here we are. That's excellent. Nice to speak with you. You as well. And I'm going to do a lengthy introduction about you and Hilde, but I don't want to use your time up with that. So if you wouldn't mind, could you just describe what you're seeing around you right now? Oh boy, could we ever. Um, it is um, it is currently 7.30 at night and we're living at a time when the midnight sun is here, so it never sets. Um, it's very overcast directly above us and a little bit to the east and the west, but far away in the east and far away in the west we have a little opening of blue sky. Uh, where we see white-capped mountains, which surround us um, 360 degrees. We have an open fjord to our uh, east, um, and also to our um, north and a little bit west. We have geese flying around outside. We have um, king, we have eider ducks. We have five reindeer in the backyard, and Hilda just um, <laughs> a little bit ago saw an arctic fox. Oh my and we goodness! Have inside our yes, of course. Oh, yeah. this of is course. Happening now, now oh, how does? Couldn't imagine. It's up. Oh, oh my goodness! How is Edda with the wildlife? Your dog, your Malamute. Yeah, Estra. She is. Um, she is. Uh, if she could, she would hunt the reindeer. But she's kind of lazy, also. So she likes to get around us. So. If the reindeer doesn't come too close and doesn't run, she's okay. She just, uh, she's un entertained with them. I see. When we go for a walk, when we go for a walk with her, uh, there, it involves a weight belt with a long tether that's elastic. And if she sees something fly off, a bird, a goose, it doesn't matter what, anything that moves, she'll run after it. And he was usually the one that um, has her around her waist because I don't have enough strength. Um, body sure. weight, enough kilos to hold, hold her back. So sure. she'll just yank you uh, oh, yes. out. So it's quite something. Oh, my goodness. Did you uh, get Edda just for this particular expedition? Or uh, had you had her before? Um, Etra is uh, E-T-T-R-A, and she was part of uh, Green Dog, a um, commercial dog, um, what would you call her, Hilda Tomasz? It's, it's, uh, it was a dog yard. It's yeah. a dog yard, yeah. They had 300 and something. 300 dogs? 300 dogs. Etra was um, the least, um, she wasn't interested in being a lead dog, so it, we felt, um, Hilda had met her a few times before I came to Svalbard, and it seemed like she was a good fit for our project, our expedition, so we adopted her. Ah, uh, lovely. And I'm, I'm guessing that she's been a very important part of your uh, project. Oh, so important. She, she both, uh, I mean, she's uh, has, uh, something we can love, uh, and she loves us back unconditionally. And uh, we, she makes us go out twice a day uh, for a trip, and she, she also barks when we have a polar bear around. So she's extremely important for us in, in all ways, actually. Yes, indeed. And, and she, just to add to what Hilda says, uh, she also is um, so um, easy. 
There's no, I mean, she doesn't bark when she's inside. She doesn't whine. She is the easiest form of energy to be around. And she's so loving and, and lies on her back with all paws splayed up in the air <laughs> towards the heavens saying, please, please scratch me. Uh-huh. It's amazing. I mean, she's just always begging attention. <laughs> I see. Yes, I have I have 3 and I understand that language. Uh, tell me a little bit about what um, you what you two did today. What was your day like? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. That's, we do a lot of writing these days and and we do a lot of work for fundraising because we are building our platform and it's very important for us to continue this work. Uh, we feel it's very both necessary and relevant, and um, so that is what we did today, and we also finished uh, building together a um, foldable kayak, uh, mm. and we're going to do the, the second one tomorrow, we go kayaking, we have been out with Estra, mm-hmm. we do, um, everything is manual here, so b- both um, making food and the dishwashing and all that takes time. Mm-hmm. But we have been efficient since 8 o'clock this morning and going to continue for another four, four hours. Mm-hmm. We also spent, um, in addition to what Hilda just said, we also spent a couple of hours uh, working on our book. We have um, finalized an outline, a book called Hearts in the Ice, um, and we're really trying to, while well, we're still here, um, which wasn't plan A, uh, because of COVID, we're staying until September. We're using our experience here right now to really get deep and peel off another layer around what it feel like to be here with the wildlife, mm-hmm. the silence, the light, um, the lack of fear, the lack of TV, the lack of, you know, the lack of anything uh, excess. And so we're trying, both of us spend time in the morning writing quite a, quite a bit. Tell me about the silence, because I think that that's something for most of us in the world. We don't have an experience. There's so much noise pollution and light pollution. We've grown accustomed to it. How is it for you to be in such stillness? And did it take a while for you to get used to this? Yes, um, what a great question, and very timely um, for you to ask that, and maybe timely for me to answer on behalf of both of us. Um, you know, we it took a little while for us to get used to the silence, um, simply because the voices from a, a blurring, like a whizzing sound of computers, or uh, a little hard drive you have next to you, or noises in the background from maybe traffic or um, a phone ring or dinging from a cell phone. All those are things that we just get used to without even realizing we are absolutely used to those noises. So it took a little while for us to realize that those noises were not part of our day. Mm-hmm. And when we started to realize that those noises were not part of Get at all, we started to pay attention to the creaking of this 20 square meter, like 215 square foot trapper's hut. Mm-hmm. And the wind, uh, the hurricane wind shook this place violently. And the sound of ice and the sound of uh, any wildlife, or if we heard a polar bear, the sound of footprints in the snow, we started to become slowly one with our natural world when we tuned out all that noise. 
And I have to tell you, a big part of our experience here has been our connection to both the wildlife and the things we can see and the things we can't see, the energy of this place. And it has been a big gift for us because all of us know, even with our noisiness in our minds and our heads, we all know that we're all connected to things we can't see. And yet, how do you believe that as a human being if you can't actually feel it? And mm -hmm. here, we feel it. There's no so distraction. We're really hard in our blog posts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no distraction. None. Zero. We have no Netflix. Uh, we have no. We don't. We can't spend any money here, um, uh, which is pr pretty pretty okay actually. <laughs> um, we have no. Um, we have no. We can't shop. We can't bring anything in here outside of what we have, and so our mind is very. Everything tells us to be present. Mm -hmm. It's a it's an amazing gift, and uh, there is a way to get that today, despite all the news and um, heaviness that's on going on out there right now. And that is simply to go outside mm -hmm. uh, or go inside. Yeah, go out, go inside. You know, find that little place inside you where you can stop the monkey mind and stop the noise. Because the gift of that is the creativity, the inspiration, the connectedness, the the love, the um, the joy, and all the things that we're born with as little babies. So we you little, and we, we use you have been an explorer, both of you, for a long, long time, and have experienced all kinds of things that many of us have only dreamed about. Is this different for you? Because I'm imagining you have communed with nature since you could walk. Uh, that that's who you are, um, and um, I'm wondering, is this very different than all of your other expeditions, your expedition in Greenland, and all, you know, throughout um, Arctic areas, does this feel different? Yes, in, in very many ways it feels a lot different. I mean, we are, uh, for the first time in our life, we are at one um, we are just here around this area in, in this hut and we are it's only the two of us and no outside distractions so uh, we both have a lot of experience me up here from uh, Arctic and Svalbard and Cinema from the Antarctic and extreme expeditions before this is so very different and uh, yeah no it's, it's, it's a brand new experience for both of us you know, and if I may, I'll just add to what Hilda said. As she said, it's a, we, we, we can't go anywhere. So it's one thing um, to be able to move through fear and move through anxiety, like physically go outside and go around or physically get busy because you want to ignore something that's bothering you. We can't do that here. And so on both of our um, previous in both of our previous lives, we could always physically move through something to get to the other side. But here, the ability uh, to move around because of mostly the polar night, the darkness, um, and the circumstances. So it's required us to really go, to strip and go deep. And I wonder how living with another human being, even though kindred spirits, I mean... My guess is that your relationship is more intimate than most marriages because 
you, there's no distraction, no escape. You have to deal with uh, conflict or challenges. There's no choice. No, and you're 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 very right about that. Um, uh, you know, we we choose to be here together because we enjoy each other's company and we both have shared values and respect for each other. Um, but there's the whole dynamic that unfolds that you don't expect after, you know, ten days you can expect things to go well, a hundred no problem. But what about two hundred and fifty days? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not for everybody, not for the kind of heart. And we both uh, often say that we have our success has to do with the fact that we have a tremendous love and care and respect for each other and we cry and we argue and we we um have differences but we sort it out we sit in the room and sort it out Mm -hmm. um and we realize that especially in this environment in this place on this uh with this project that we we visit parts of our personality that maybe we never had a chance to explore before and that's been we're, we we are both in the place to explore that in the comfort of each other, which is which is a great thing. So pick your expedition partners carefully. Is the counsel here? <laughs> yeah, and, That's an excellent. I, I, you might also write a second book about relationships and intimacy. I think uh, we might just do that. Right. <laughs> it has been challenging. Course. I mean, the, the space is so limited, and we have had our dis- discussions and our chairs. But we are uh, a part of something a lot bigger than me and Sunua. I mean, this this movement and this this project is is not about the two of us. It's it's such a bigger um, platform and uh, collaboration with so many women and, and men all over the world and, and children. So mm-hmm. it's not to give up, and we any choices either we had to solve our problems and we have we have Mm -hmm. solved all our problems so what what do you want us to know here can you talk to us about what I mean, I know that you're doing a lot of different kind of research with plankton with plastic with temperature but if you could kind of summarize it for people all over the world who are going to listen to this episode, what do you want us to know? Well, thanks for asking. Um, you know, with, with crisis comes the opportunity for change. And uh, we came here nine months ago to play a role as women leaders on the front end of climate change and bring awareness, create a platform, and unite people in a positive, engaging way around the dialogue uh, as it relates to climate change. Now we have COVID, another crisis. So with, with crisis comes the opportunity for change. And even though for all of us it seems absolutely difficult right now, we need to look at what values we want to take with us further. Uh, Hilda and I before we came to this project Hearts in the Ice who are we as a result of Hearts in the Ice and the collaboration with uh, women leaders around the world and what do we want to take with us further we're in a world where we have troubles slowing down our consumption and we have been unwilling to take the necessary steps to reach that magic 1.5 degree target that the scientists talk about 
And the coronavirus has put a very clear stop sign up there for all of us in terms of how we move around in the world, uh, physically, emotionally, um, travel restrictions and the such. And this particular uh, project, Hearts in the Ice, we have changed absolute change gears with the news of uh, COVID. Um, so we're staying here to stay relevant in the climate uh, change conversation, but also stay relevant in the conversation as it relates to people. I mean, all of the things that happen in the world have everything to do with synchronicity, which is a meaningful coincidence, and our alignment with the energy sometimes that we can see or can't see. It matters so much for all of us to play a role in our lives because Synchronicity? Uh, no, I, um, you know, it, things happen. Um, it, I, I, we don't have any visual images of that particular incident, but we have a bit of news coming in through email. And we're both, um, you know, ripped open by that because it's, it's like a wound that we've been putting band-aids over in the United States uh, and around the world, um, around, um, you know, the, not respecting our differences as a species. And, and unless we accept the fact that we are all different and we all deserve to be loved and respected and have a life and have access to all the resources, water, food, um, you know, uh, uh, health care, every single human being mm -hmm. deserves that. And how dare us as a species minimize one group or another. So, you know, I, I think this, I'm hoping, both him and I hope that this um, really sad, unfortunate um, mayhem is happening right now. Mm -hmm. It's shining a light on things that are bad and things that yes. are good. And unless we become part of, um, part of the problem, we're always going to um, be on the other side. So, you know, the, it seems like, as you said earlier, an amazing opportunity to reassess our way of being, business as usual, and our lives, these things that are happening together, it sounds like uh, your focus, the climate change, the timing may be just right because everything has to be examined, re-examined. Absolutely. We're living at a time right now where there's no better opportunity to re-examine the choices we make in our life. 
as they relate to people and as they relate to our natural world because we have been taking. Mm-hmm. We have been taking from people, um, or the rich have been taking from the poor, the, um, you know, rich country. I mean, we can go on and on with that. Yes. I don't want to take us down the rabbit hole. But um, we are living at a time where we need to look at what we can do to give back. Um, I remember... I, and I was too young at that time, but I remember uh, reading what can do for our country. And I think we all need to be better servants, better caretakers of uh, the place that we are merely visiting, honestly. Mm-hmm. I see. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about when uh, things quiet down, when you return in September, and I'm sure you've given this a lot of thought, but... Do you have concerns about reacclimating to the world as as we know it? Oh boy, um, I you know we yes uh, we have thought about that we have talked about it. Uh, I'm we're nervous. Um, you know the world we left that we came here um, to be you know two citizen scientists and self isolate for. Uh, now the whole world is um, in this very strange um, form of self-isolation. Who would have thought when we started this that that would have been the case? So we're not coming back to a world that that you're that you're becoming familiar with. This new world you're becoming familiar with. Right. Where your listeners are. Right. We're coming back to. So we were talking about you returning to so-called civilization. Yeah, we're um, we're not sure what we're returning to, and we both, uh, you know, you mentioned September, and that's Plan Plan B. Uh, and honestly, uh, between the two of us, if we can raise money, hearts and ice or embrace the planet, GoFundMe page, and our sponsors will continue to stay here. Um, we were, you know, we're going to continue to remain relevant in the in the conversation as leaders. Uh, and if that means staying longer than September, we might do that. But we're both thinking that um, any reentry would necessitate some um, some um, therapy. Yes, and it's hard to find. I mean, that's what I do for my other job. I imagine it would be hard to find a oh. therapist. Yes. So I I imagine it's hard to find a therapist who knows what it's like at all to be, uh, you know, uh, someone, do the activities that you do with the expeditions and the extreme uh, activities. That's going to be a very interesting, um, you know, situation for you. I, I, we think so, and I guess anybody who's studied um, what it might mean to be a sci- like a, an ast- astronaut in space, yes, um, you know, if they're listening, uh, please reach out to us because we need to need your help. <laughs> yeah, so we're doing a call out for any psychotherapy. Could be telehealth because that's all we're doing right now, right? Uh, to to help with some of the, you know, I know even of course when people go on, you know, in to Africa, they might do some interesting exploring, might be remote. I am so honored to have spoken to you today, and I wish you the very best, and I um, send you love. Oh, it's been our pleasure. Thank you. And just know, not to promote, but um, 
our Hearts in the Ice pendant, uh, which is on our website, is um, really our little symbol of community, uh, uniting women around the world. And it goes to, you know, to, to women standing on the front end of um, embracing each other through the crisis, whatever mm -hmm. crisis we're facing here. So yes. whatever you can do to share that, we're so very grateful, Nicole. Thank I absolutely you. will. And um, in the, in all, I'll put all the links up in the, um, and share it widely. Nicole, can you tell me how yes. are you doing? I Well, it's tough here. Um you know, with the George yeah. Floyd, uh, there's protests all over. It is not be, being handled well. Um, I'm planning on protesting on Saturday in uh, upstate New York where I live. It's a very scary time. Yeah, it's a very, yeah, very, very scary. Very scary. In New York. Yeah. And, but what I think people are very heartened by in, the New, in New York is that people in Copenhagen, Berlin, all over the globe, in England, on Trafalgar Square, they are all marching, okay? They're all yeah, marching. It's, it's the heartbreak thing. I think the whole world is, is uh, watching and, yes. and hoping this will uh, end. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Or, or it will be better. Yes, indeed. You know, it has we, to hope, be. Um, we hope that we can become a voice from the silence in mm -hmm. this craziness. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I think that uh, things are being really galvanized and people are no longer willing to just sit back. It's gotten so extreme and um, people are just heart sick. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, I really important yeah. um, even if it's scary uh, you just have to stand up for yes. for the right thing you to have do. to you have to. to yeah we have to mm -hmm. well i will be in touch soon give your give your etta a, a pet for me and i will be in touch and stay safe thank you so much you too stay safe <laughs> nicole Hello. okay thank you so much okay big hugs Bye-bye. Big hug. Big hug. I hope you enjoyed that very special episode with Hilde and Suniva uh, talking about their experience as scientists studying global warming, uh, the overuse of plastics, and uh, climate change. And um, I would love if you jump over to their website, heartsintheice.com, you will see some spectacular scenery and photographs, and you can learn more about them and their cause. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at NicoleChristina.com. It's no secret that everyone's feeling pretty restless and unsettled right now. Our lives are upside down and the future is feeling pretty uncertain. But if you're anything like me, organizing my stuff can help me feel a little calmer. It's something I can do to help me feel a little more in control and in charge of my own life. 
if you think decluttering could help you feel better and you could use a little assistance with that, check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer Carrie Luteran. It's called Too Much Stuff. And too much stuff is different from other courses or articles or guidance you may have used. Uh, we give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and the tools to help you face the overwhelming feelings and the emotions that come up when we're going through our clutter. And a lot of those emotions are just feeling anxious or guilty or just basically flooded with a lot of different confusing feelings. The course is really practical. It's realistic. The lessons are short and punchy, and they're really manageable. We're not trying to set you up for some long, exploratory, you know, super in-depth, uh, burdensome experience. We want something really helpful for you right now. We all need help with our anxiety. So, being surrounded by more calm and less chaos can really help. So now's a good time to clear out the clutter so we can focus on what's really important in our lives. So find out more at zestfulaging.com. You'll see more about this under the web courses tab. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at zestfulaging at gmail.com. Thanks so much. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest. <music>